I just started dabbling in it and I just said, hey, let's go do it. You know, it's just something I was born to do. It was just something that was in me. Well, I got to tell you, you're but, gutsy. Uh, you if know, you just I, went out there and decided you want to do this, that's, that's a gutsy move because I think most people would agree there is a certain amount of danger. That's what people don't understand. It, it can be very dangerous. You know, you just can't go out and hunt some ghosts and not know what you're going to get into. You know, it's very dangerous. This is Brian Cook. You're listening to Tony Hornet, Legend of War podcast. Great show. The man knows what he's doing. Knows his stuff. Check him out. Well, Brian, are you ready to be on the Legends and Lore podcast or what? Let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> This podcast is made possible by the Social Voice Project. Tony Lavorna's Legends and Lore podcast explores the history and tales of ghost stories, mysterious crimes, murders, UFOs, witchcraft, and other occult happenings still thriving in the greater Ohio Valley region of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, and beyond. Today on the show, we are with Brian Cook from the Chesapeake Paranormal. Is that correct, Brian? That's pretty good. You got it. <laughs> All right. Hey, Brian Cook, ladies and gentlemen, is a real bona fide paranormal investigator. He's a ghost hunter. He was born in Baltimore, Maryland. So we'll give a shout out to all of our friends who may be listening to the podcast in Baltimore or perhaps the surrounding areas like St. Michael, Maryland and such. Tell us, how did you first get started in this? I mean, I've always been into it since I was a little kid. I was always fascinated, you know, by it. And, uh, you know, I just started dabbling in it you know, watching the shows, and I just said, hey, you know, let's go do it. So, but yeah, you know, it's just something I was born to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just something that was in me. Well, I got to tell you, you're gutsy. If you just went out there and decided you want to do this, that's, that's a gutsy move because I think most people would agree there is a certain amount of danger. Oh, yeah. That's what people don't understand. It can be very dangerous. You know, you got to know how to protect yourself. You know, you just can't go out, hunt some ghosts, and not know what you're going to get into. You know, it's very dangerous. Now, currently, I know you that you study demonology. Is that right? Yeah, I just got into that about almost a year ago. I've been I've been reading books and you know getting everything I I could get my hands on to learn it. And actually, you know, I think it's good for every paranormal investigator to at least be knowledgeable and to that, you know, effect, because you just encounter so much when you're out there, you know, wherever you're at. Is there a course that you take on that? Because the listeners probably are pretty interested in that. Uh, is there courses that you can go through a, a crash course over the computer, or do you go to an actual college or university that would deal with demonology? I'm pretty sure that there's, you know, some courses out there that, that you can take. I know that you can get with your local church, you know, if you're, especially if you're Catholic, you can, you know, talk to a, you know, a, a bishop or somebody like that in, in the church and they'll, if they're willing, you know, they'll help you out with it. I'm actually uh, talking to a, um, a priest actually right now. He's helping me out, coaching me along 
Oh, okay. I see. So he's mentoring you in, in the study of, of dealing with demonology. Yes. Okay. Now I have to know, I just have to know, have you ever in some of your cases, now for the listeners um, uh, at home, I, I want to first preface this, dealing with agents of a, of a different, I want to say universe or a, a different uh, reality. Okay. Uh, dealing with demons are, are not a joke. Um, it's, it can be dangerous uh, for those who are caught up with, uh, with this sort of thing, with investigating the paranormal. There have been people who have been even physically hurt while dealing with demons. And I can tell you on my Tony Lavorna Facebook, uh, there was an article that I had put back out. I, oh, I believe it was the beginning of summer or spring, uh, where the church was um, actually uh, teaching more priests because the number of uh, cases of people dealing with uh, demons and things in their homes and such are on the rise. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It, you know, demons are real. It's nothing to mess with. It's nothing to taunt. You know, you see these shows, you know, it, 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 they taunt and they provoke. You know, that, that's, that's bad. That's bad. I mean, I don't provoke. I don't taunt. If I come in contact with one, with one, you know, I know how to, I know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? I've, I've been, I've been scratched. I've been growled at. I've been snarled at. I've been, I've had stuff thrown at me. You know, I, it's nothing to mess with. Tell us about one of your cases where that's actually happened. Give, give our listeners a little preview into the life of Brian Cook. Well, you know, recently it was back in June. Everybody knows about Bobby Matthews. Absolutely. It's a pretty famous place in itself, Bobby Mackey's. And uh, to my understanding, I believe you attended that along with the, uh, beside the OPIT or the Ohio Paranormal Investigation Teams out of East Liverpool, Ohio, right? Yep. That place, you know, that's like the Mecca. That's like one of the Meccas of ghost hunting. You know, okay, they're, they're, they're good people. They know what they're doing. You know, I'm going to give them a shout out because, you know, they, they made it possible for me to go. And uh, also, you know, my buddy from uh, Baltimore Paranormal Investigators, Aaron Galloway. Now, Aaron, what does he do? He's, he's a paranormal investigator. He's more into the scientific part of it. Okay. He's got every gadget you could think of. You know, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time and he's got stuff that I, I haven't even seen yet. So he relies heavier on the technology aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. He, he's definitely, it takes a lot to impress him. <laughs> now, what does he do for a profession? He's actually a, a police officer in Maryland. So it's in his blood to be, you know, to investigate. I would have to imagine, too, he's a pretty good observer being in that type of profession. So it'd be somebody you would want with this type of skill set in order to become an investigator. That's his niche. He's, it was good having him along because, you know, you, you need to have somebody there to make some sense out of things. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of times you, your mind, it can, you know, play some tricks on you. Tell our listeners a little bit more about that in your mindset. Well, you know, when you're in that moment, you know, you got everything going on. Your, your, you know, your brain goes into overdrive. You know what I mean? You got to kind of keep your emotions in check. Right. Especially at a place like Bobby Mackey's because they will try you there. You got to be careful. Now, when you were there, what 
findings or conclusions were you able to draw from your investigation of Bobby Mackey's? Because I know you had uh, quite a lot of information um, listed on your uh, your Facebook page, um, as well as uh, some of the things you encountered, uh, some of your EVP recordings. Can you give us a little bit about that? Tell our listeners about that. It's definitely an evil place, for sure. I mean, as soon as we got there, you could feel the heaviness just unbelievable kind of oppressive yeah definitely oppression uh yeah if you go to the site just be here Colonel, i got evps i've got videos of it it's just an evil place for sure now can you tell us a little bit about like the history of bobby mackey's for maybe those who don't know uh the history behind the place what what actually took place or takes place there it used to be a meat plant and you know, they did a lot of, you know, the slaughtering. It was a slaughterhouse and a, uh, I believe, a dentist bought the place. I think it was, you know, Pearl Bryan got her head cut off. They threw it down the well. Now, wait a minute. Let's stop right there. You said that. <laughs> I like how you yeah. said that. It was almost like in casual, like, oh, I went there the other day. And I had a martini. It was all right. Let's let's <laughs> let's stop right yeah. there. Who's this woman, and uh, how did she have her head uh, lopped off? And The story was she got into a relationship with one of the guys, and she got pregnant. He didn't like it. So, you know, they chopped her head off, threw that down a well, and they hit her body, took it miles away from the, the building, and they never found it. Wow. So this, this has, like, been an, an unsolved case then. This yeah, individual it's been an case. Okay, they never yeah. brought anybody to justice or, or, or furthered that police case in itself. Okay, so from that, you feel that perhaps that could be one of the the restless spirits there occupying Bobby Yeah, Mackey's. yeah. There was a lot of Satan worship that went on there, and there's tunnels down below there. So you know, there was a lot of Satan worship that went on down there. The mob, you know, they had their ring down there. They would. They would take people down there and, and, and murder them. It had a, a very, very dark past in that place. It certainly sounds that this was a uh, a uh, play haven for the devil, um, along oh, with the cults. And sure. now, now, you said tunnels and everything. Where did these lead to, and why would there be tunnels underneath this place? I'm a little unclear on that. Basically, the tunnels were just, uh, it, it, it was a draining system. Oh, I see. When it was a slaughterhouse, the blood and guts and everything would drain down into the river down there. There's a river behind there. When the mob found it, you know, they wouldn't take people down there, do their business. You know what the mob does. They're pretty tough people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so. Very dark indeed. Yeah. That's where I got scratched down there was in the well area. Okay, so when you were on that investigation, I'll, I'll ask that question right there. Uh, you went downstairs, uh, I guess, towards the, the what was that, like the basement of the building or something where you received the scratch? Or what would take me, walk right. me through that for our listeners. What, what, what was happening there? We went down in the basement. You have to go outside, outside the building, go down. And uh, the girls went down there first, and they were getting, you know, they were getting messed with. They were getting, they saw shadows, you know, things behind them. I mean, they were seeing all kinds of stuff down there. So then we went down there, me and Aaron, and we started the spirit box session. We were down there, you know, just asking questions, everything like that. And uh, I started feeling, you know, I had the dizziness and the nauseousness and, and, and all that. And uh, I was actually going to leave. 
Okay. It was actually that bad where I was going to leave. And uh, I stayed, you know, I, stay, I stood my ground and that went away. And basically I said, you know, I said, uh, God's on my side. You know, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. You were confronting whatever the entity was there. Yeah, whatever it was there, it didn't want me there for sure. No, I want to I want to stop and tell the uh, listeners one thing. Um, Brian, ladies and gentlemen, is known to be um, a sensitive. Now, when I speak of that term regarding paranormal, a sensitive is a little bit different from someone who is a psychic. Sometimes people misinterpret or they take those two terms and they interchange them. Okay. A sensitive by definition is a person who is extremely sensitive to different energies said to come off of other people's or sometimes objects or inanimate objects. Uh, to give you an All example right. of this, a sensitive may be able to take something of, uh, of someone perhaps a notebook or a favorite wristwatch or some type of family heirloom. And they will kind of be able to perceive the person or the idea of the person who had them or what that object may have had to do with them or why it was sentimental to the person. Uh, a sensitive can also be a person who possesses heightened senses, often bright lights, uh, tight clothing, uh, different things can become veritable, very irritable to them quickly. So a sensitive right. is quite different from a psychic. A psychic is thought to have the ability to talk to the dead or agents right. of another dimension. Uh, two examples of famous, uh, famous psychics. Uh, today, perhaps, would be Lorraine Warren, Sylvia Braun, something along that nature. Yeah. Is, would that be fair to say, Brian? Yeah, Lor yeah, Lorraine, you know, I guess, you know, I'm sure everybody heard about, you know, the uh, Amityville, you know, horror. She went in there, and she she knew, you know, they, they spoke to her. She saw things. She, you know, she saw things that happened or was going to happen. That would be a psychic, you know, sensitive is more like, you know, me feeling nauseous, uh, tight chest, you know. In other words, you're, you're, you're feeling, you're almost, you're getting some type of physical feeling off of the energy or whatever is transpiring in the room. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I felt that a lot throughout the night. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of times that I, I feel things and I don't, I don't really mention it because you don't want to be you know, too over, you know what I mean? Right, right. You don't want to psych yourself out here either, folks. Sometimes that does happen to investigators. And quite frankly, that's a normal feeling. You have to remember you're going into a situation uh, that you're not aware of your surroundings. You're in a strange mm -hmm. place. It's often dark. Sometimes you're, you can be alone or separated from the team you're with at times right. during the investigations period so exactly. this all plays into your psyche definitely definitely got to keep your emotions in control because they will mess you know with your head now so, sometimes what what is your uh, what is your methodology with that brian would you would you like to share that with us i mean do you take do you have breathing techniques or or do you try to do something else normal to uh, to kind of take the edge off before 
you know, we all get, I, you know, I'd be a liar if I said I never got scared. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, it's just that I know how to, to keep that in check. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't show fear. They feed off that. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that, you know, anybody that's, that's done this for a while. Number one thing for me is to keep your emotions in check. If it means stepping out, taking a breather, you know, coming back in, you have to keep your emotions in check. It's like anything else. You you have to go with the mindset that there, that there's the possibility that you're going to uh, encounter something that has no reasonable explanation. And uh, sometimes that can physically turn into something much, uh, much more than you bargained for. It's definitely a mind game. Whether you choose to, you know, overcome that and beat it, you know, like I said, emotions in check, you know, everybody's different. You know, everybody feels things different, hears things different, sees things different. So it's definitely an emotional thing. Well, I will say this on our in our introduction call. Obviously, I sometimes contact people uh, from our listeners uh, before we actually go on the uh, podcast itself. And uh, when I was talking with Brian earlier, I know I I was admonishing him slightly uh, because I noticed yeah. uh, Brian often, folks, will go out on these uh, these um, investigations alone and by himself. And I'm going to yeah. tell you that is like parapsychology 101. You never ever do. Okay, right. so I got out yeah. the ruler <laughs> and I slapped him on the knuckles for doing that. And I made him, <laughs> yeah. made him write yeah. in the notebook 101 times. I will never go alone because uh, right. anything yeah. can happen to yeah. you from physically perhaps falling down a hole or shaft, um, or a place falling down on your head or something much mm-hmm. much worse. I don't recommend it at all doing it alone i know you know some listeners will be be on me i guess you know for <laughs> you know because that's that's a no-no but you know i i just think that i've been doing this long enough to where i know what to do i know how to protect myself i know not to go into a building that's that's halfway falling down by myself you know i i just know what to do and of course there's the other end of it uh, encountering again a demon or an entity or something of a uh supernatural um, element. You know, knock on wood, I, I've, I've never had anything follow me home. You know, I've never had any issues because I always take the steps to, to you know, protect, protect myself. Mm-hmm. To make sure that doesn't happen. But I do not, do not recommend that to anyone, especially just getting into this. You know, people see the shows on TV and it's not like TV, folks. I'm telling you, it's not. Let me throw this into the ring. Um, what what mm-hmm. are your feelings, Brian, on on some of the shows in the TV programs that we see with paranormal investigators? I, I'm not going to name names or titles, but we've all seen them on TV and the cable channels. W- what is your feeling? Do you feel that they are more based for uh, our entertainment purposes, or do you feel that it's a 50-50 mixture with how things should be done. What's your personal view on that? I don't even think it's 50-50 anymore. You know, some of it is is real. Some of it isn't. I'm not going to, you know, get into the depth of that because, you know, I don't want to make any listeners mad. But um, it's definitely entertaining, for sure. You know, we all know, you know, Ghost Adventures, I love the show. You know, Zach actually does know a lot of stuff. He's very knowledgeable 
especially in demons. But yeah, I think it's I think it's about fifty fifty. Right, because obviously too, they I mean there has to be some level of entertainment as well. Because I mean they want you to to watch the program, obviously. But uh, that's not to say that these people are not good investigators. I don't want to imply that at all. Right. Oh, not at all. Not at all. There, there's very, there's very good ones, you know. But what, you know, like we, like we said, it, it's, it's for TV. You know, more power to them. You know, I just know what's real. You right. Know, I've experienced stuff, and it's just, it is not TV when you're out there actually on an investigation, especially right. like somewhere like Bobby Mackey's. Absolutely. Know? There's a, there's a different element. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Brian. Um, do you just do? Or conduct your investigations at the, these uh, commercial sites, or, or I mean sites that are general, you know, cemeteries, things of that. Or do you also make yourself available for people who are looking for an investigator to come look into a matter? I do private investigations. I work with a lot of groups. I network a lot. Okay. So, you know, I've worked with, uh, you know, OPIT, great people. If you got a chance, check them out. If it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't have been to Bobby Mackey's. Sure. How would people uh, want to, uh, how would people go about getting in touch with you? You just uh, go on my site, you know, send me an email, send me a message if anybody needs some help. Chesapeake Area Paranormal. And I'm working a lot with Baltimore Paranormal. Okay. Yeah, Baltimore Paranormal Investigators, and they do a lot of private investigations, you know, a lot of residents and stuff. They're mainly in the Baltimore, Annapolis area of maryland yeah i do more of like the eastern shore of maryland on that side of the state so you know we're working close together so yeah if anybody needs any kind of help you know like i said go on my site you know shoot me a message if you have a problem well thank you very much brian uh ladies and gentlemen again this is brian cook and i will tell you this has uh, been quite an experience <laughs> It's always a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, it's a pleasure talking to you, Brian Cook. And I'll tell you, it's it's never a dull moment. And I appreciate everything today. Anytime. You know, maybe we can uh, do an investigation together. Or I can actually come on the show, you know, and actually come there and see you guys. Oh, absolutely, buddy. I'd like to have you up here anytime. Hey, thanks for taking your time today. Give us a call. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks again, buddy. You did great. Thanks, man. You betcha, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to be watching you. I got some stuff coming up. So. All right. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like what you've heard, be sure to like, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. of the Social Voice Project. Thank you.
<laughs> Tonight's inner sanctum mystery, Death Demon, is presented by the Emerson Drug Company of Baltimore, Maryland. Bromo Seltzer helps the pain of a headache quickly and pleasantly. All right, friend. Let's stop all this ghoulishness and let's get grim. Hmm? Now remember our rule. Don't jump out of the window unless it's open. <laughs> my eyes focused through the haze. They were his hands that were around my neck. You want to kill me? You tried to kill me. Kill you? Have you lost your mind completely? I woke up with your hands around my throat. You're insane. I heard you moaning and screaming, and I came up to see what was wrong. I found you on the floor. You were having a nightmare. Was I? Of course. Why should I want to kill you? Because I may find out. fact of the matter is that you become dangerously psychopathic. I want you to know that I've taken steps to have you confined. Oh, so that's the game, sir. You're going to kill me and tell the authorities you were protecting yourself from a homicidal maniac. I'm glad you're aware of your disadvantages. This concludes our broadcast. <laughs>